Rolling Bones Outdoors presents Hunt the World. Ever thought about going on that hunting adventure of a lifetime? Do you want to take your hunting skills to the next level, but didn't know where to start? This podcast will be for you. Our team at Rolling Bones Outdoors is here to help you create memories that will last a lifetime. Are you ready? Let's hunt the world. Thank you for joining us today for this episode of Hunt the World with Rolling Bones Outdoors. I hope everybody's doing great today. Welcome to the Bone Cave. Um, there's a winter storm going on here. Um, the last couple days have been, uh, yesterday actually was pretty nice, but today's uh, a little cruddy. 75 um, yesterday. Uh, he, Brad embellishes the weather here a little <laughs> bit because he loves this town that he grew up in. Um, but and we well, do it was 75 yesterday, and it's <laughs> snowing today. Embellish. 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 Let's... Uh, 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 according to, um, let me let me footnote this. According to Mike Modrick, tomorrow, yesterday, the high temperature was seventy five degrees. We only have degrees. two days a year you know, in spearfish that are below zero. What? <laughs> it's like one um, of the least boring places to be a TV weatherman. is in the Rapid City Market. The most boring place. We and I, I can, had this conversation. I, I before, can tell you exactly from experience. the The most boring place to be a TV San weatherman. Diego. Honolulu. Or San Honolulu. Diego. Uh, or San Diego is, is would be that, close second. Yes, San, uh, Honolulu is extremely consistent. Yeah. San Diego is the second uh, second most consistent weather in the world. The who's second San Diego most crazy. ideal. Is what it's it's crazy. Okay. Somebody, I thought somebody was like. So, <laughs> my apologies. I, I, this week I came in and I looked at my wife and I said, Susie, we need to get a pest guy up here. This uh, These box elder bugs are driving me crazy. She goes, I already... He was here two days ago. There, it takes him a few days to die. And he said he's got to come back again in a month. And this is such a bad year because it didn't get cold enough to kill him. So we had two cold snaps. little black snaps. things with little orange spots or whatever. Oh, yeah, little just, beetles. And I'm like, are you kidding? Because we kept thinking, okay, once winter hits. Well, winter, winter's done hit now in Spearfish. Yeah. It's Brad, we, 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 we've had a wintery winter. It's been cold this winter. Um, I hate to tell you, <laughs> but it's bad, been though. it's been uh, um, colder than most. So well, I um, don't know. Last uh, winter I, was pretty cold in February. Last winter, yeah, was but colder. we like like just a week ago, it was uh, like twelve degrees here, six yeah. degrees. Actually, it, it got cold, yeah. man. Yeah. So anyway, it's not, not like that big Williston. Deal. It's it, still it a humid cold. We still get winter. It's not Phoenix, Arizona. Okay, no. everybody. No. So I just want to let you know that. Anyway, welcome to the Bone Cave. Like we got the uh, bleep, bleep here to my left. Uh, 393 across the uh, table from me, Brad Dana, and then to the right, Mr. Brian Martin. It's This is going to be a good one. We are going to talk about wolves. You didn't introduce yourself. Uh, I'm Brian Maiman. There you go. All right. I'm Brian Maiman, and uh, we are here. For all those new listeners in Fiji. Oh, yeah, because we have... We have 12 <laughs> listeners on the island of Fiji. You know what? We hey, should welcome have. aboard, Fiji. I wonder if Anthony Robbins is one of them. Welcome he likes aboard. He does. We should have an outfitter over there because you could sail fishing at, in, on, off the South Pacific around you Fiji. do some sports fishing and Amazing. then go kill some uh, mahi-mahi. Um, what does Fiji have for – they got some tur and uh, – No, they no. don't have any of that stuff. It's a tropical island. They have fishing, but I don't think they have any hunting. Do they have no hunting at all? You can probably shoot like wrist rockets at monkeys or something, but I don't think there's actually officially any hunting. <laughs> Sailfish. Man, I mean, that, those things are they got exciting. Deep sea, they got deep sea fishing. Are you kidding me? It'd be awesome. Sign me up. Yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Take a well, there you go. There you go. Well, right. well, today we're going to not talk about Fiji, but welcome aboard Fiji. And this probably won't have a lot to do with you unless uh, they probably have boring in, weather, in, too. Unless somebody <laughs> decides to introduce. Yeah, wolves you don't you don't need on the island. Of Fiji. I don't think you need puffy jackets. In Fiji. No, it's nice all year long. <laughs> so anyway, um, this uh, this bleep has been digressing us a lot lately for the guy who wants to keep us all on track I'm here. I'm just prepping but you it, for what's ahead here in this he's podcast, still, folks. Oh Buckle your seatbelts. <laughs> he's still approved, but he's a proud conservative. <laughs> this is... Uh, I'll take that. This right. is, uh, is going to be an interesting one. So we're going to talk about wolves in the lower 48 actually just all over just wolves because in general. wolves in general because i will tell you this oh, brad and i were in camp with a guy who is a trapper 
for the Wolves to reintroduce him in the lower 48 and from Canada. And uh, um, he said that what they would do is trap the meanest, quote, we got the, when we trapped him, we took the meanest son of a bitches we and got, got him out of Canada and got him out of Canada, put him on a crate and sent him down to your lovely Yellowstone. <laughs> that was expectations. How many Lots hundreds of, of thousands did it cost per wolf by the time they got him here and did oh all this gosh. stuff? The no damage idea. that that uh, that decision created for oh my gosh. Well, you just think of what happened to Yellowstone. How many breeding pairs are now in the area? Oh, way too many. What did Idaho need? They they needed 150 breeding pairs, and they've got over 1,500 now or something. It, it's it's ridiculous. And, and every time they try to, you know, control them, it's like, oh, you're going to kill all the wolves. Oh, well, what? Well, it's hard. Not, you yeah. can't really kill the wolves out without poisoning and arrow gunning. No, I mean, you can because they did it once, and there was a poison. reason that they, they did, did it. Poison. They did it with poison. They did it with 1080 and, hey, and strychnine. You do what you got to do. I mean, they wanted them gone. Be- yep. because so as you, as you can tell, there's a lot of opinions here about wolves, and there's a lot of opinions well, among everybody of, that's listening. A lot of the people that have the strongest opinions don't have to deal with them, though. Well, and and there's something to be said for that. But, but here's I the, think if here's the reality. It, here's the reality, Bleep. Uh, even in the hunting world, there's a lot of hunters that would say, I would like to see a wolf in the wilderness. I would like to see a wolf in the wild. Um, I think wolves have their place in the lower 48. I would like to see a wolf in the crosshairs. <laughs> and, and okay, in the wild. So, so in the, however, I mean in the wild. <laughs> I, and then there's some people that say there's no place for wolves in the lower 48. We got rid of them once. We shouldn't have them. So obviously this is going to be a controversial podcast yeah, yeah. Well, i would tell you rolling bone stance is not any one of these speakers legally speaking we don't take a stance of anybody's personal opinion there including mine rolling bones as a company does not take a proper stance on this we don't have a proper stance okay? so 1987 1988 there were 25,000 well, we wolf hunts 25,000 elk outside of the northern uh, gardner montana herd and that winter 2009 2008, 8,500. A little predation. Oh, boy. Yeah. So so maybe we should back up a little bit, Brian, and, and maybe talk about where this all started, how this controversy began, and, and maybe take well, us and on I, that I trip. Don't wanna, I don't want to introduce them to Montana what happened? and Wyoming in the, in the mid-'90s when I lived in Bozeman. And why were they done? Why was that done? Because of people like Ted Turner and other, other people that wanted to. Aesthetically? Aesthetically? It's like was it done for aesthetics? Like you know, they, they like wanted reader. to make it wild again. They said that Yellowstone was missing the one of the apex predators. There was grizzlies there, but they didn't have the wolves. Well, it's like okay, I'll tell tell you a personal story. So back, it just tells how old I am. Like in the late 1980s, you know, and I produced this show called Outdoor Iowa, and we did a segment once on the reintroduction of the river otter by the Iowa DNR. In, in um, Northeast Iowa. And Brian might remember this, yes, too. Yes, I do. And, and I remember one of the questions we got from several viewers. Because I remember viewers. seeing my first river otter sitting in a tree stand on the Wapsie Pennington. And there you go. Me, too. Exactly. And, and we no got, Me, too movements here. No, no. But we got this question a lot. Why? Why? Why would you do that? Why would you reintroduce a river otter in Iowa? Why would you take him from Kentucky and move him up to Iowa? We were just fine without him. You know, I mean, okay, so maybe you could, but was there another reason for it? You know, and and the really explanation was just basically well, it was nice to have. It was it was an aesthetic reason. It, well, they were nice; the people could see them, and they're fun to watch. They're cute. They do a lot of you know. You you you've watched them in the Wapspinnacken River. I mean, you know, okay, so my question to you, Brian Martin, was why were in nineteen the nineteen nineties, what was the what was the logic behind reintroducing the wolf to those areas in Montana? Basically I believe that there's a group of people that wanted to they thought there's too many elk that were wintering in certain areas. They wanted to dissipate the they wanted to dissipate the ungulates, which is, you know, like your elk and moose and everything. Right. And they also wanted to make it more wild again. But not that, I mean, a few hunters were for it, but not that many. It was more more like your green type folks that okay. wanted the hiking. And you, you, you didn't have many ranchers that were for it for sure, right? Right. And it was, but the problem is, though, when you, in the, you talk about the lower 48, it's not wild like Alaska and Siberia, Russia. It's so not, you're going to have to deal with the predators. You're going to have, and so the biggest problem you have, this, the really the easiest way I look at it, is I, I look at a wolf, like if you look at farming, right? 
in order to have good crops, you got to manage your crop line. You got to spray your weeds. You got to put some fertilizer on it. And to me, a wolf is a little bit like some people like don't like this analogy, but it's like a noxious weed to a certain extent. If you look at your wild animals and your domestic animals that people eat and people like to hunt and people raise for food, you know, the wolves, the more wolves there are, it's like having more noxious weeds. There's going to be less space, so to speak, for your crops. So if you can manage everything, right, if you can do some control burns on your field, you put some fertilizer on it, spray some noxious weed, you don't want to sterilize the field because then you'll kill all the noxious weed, but then you also damage the soil. So with wolves, you don't necessarily want to kill every single one. But if you bring an, an, an apex predator in where they're competing with man, they're competing with all these other things, and then you take away the management tool so they can't manage them because you have to manage them. You have too many people. You have too many different uh, resources being used, and it's not wild anymore. For example, you go to Alaska, there's not skid, skid trails and logging trails and all these places for the wolves to travel in winter. So when you have people riding back and forth in snowmobiles, for example, like they have cut lines in, in Alberta and BC, mm-hmm. well, the wolves will travel those, and they'll use those for hunting corridors. And the more people that build in winter range for animals, it concentrates the animals. So now you have animals concentrated so the wolves can target them more. So that's the issue. And if you don't control the wolves, they can actually make a huge impact. So if you wait until the ungulate population drops too low before you're doing wolf management, then it takes too many years for it to come back. So all that time and effort of creating a a good sustainable herd, now if if the predator gets too high, it might take 10 years to recover. Because you have other things you can't control. You have like Alaska had bad winter kill, you know, on their doll sheep. Mm-hmm. You have, you know, the EHD and blue tongue that kills right. a deer. That's really yep. hard to control that. Exactly. But you can manage the predators. Mm-hmm. And, that, and they do a pretty good job with the coyotes and stuff like that. And, and say Wyoming and Montana, but it's done a lot by the cattle growers. Or the cougars, mountain lions. But, but in Alaska, they 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 manage their predators. They fly for them. They trap them. They do, but they have they, to do it hush hush a little bit. We 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 listed them on the endangered species list here, right? We reintroduce them to Yellowstone. We bring them down from Canada, throw them in. What's what's the hunting season that a wolf? Uh, adheres to 365 24 7 that's right <laughs> yeah and it's, then and it's then between he, christmas and christmas right and <laughs> then christmas and, and then and then the biggest mis, the biggest misconception of wolves by the um extreme environmentalist they hugging, only kill what they hugging, eat they only kill when they're hungry yeah they, it's not even that they kill. The fact that something would only kill what it eats. Wolves only is just kill like, when they're hungry. Like humans only have sex when they want to have children. Same thing. It's, it's not true. It's not true. <laughs> they will kill to kill. It's in. The, they do. They, if the hunting's they good, they'll kill. kill more. Yep. If the hunting's good, they're going to kill more. So the the northern Yellowstone herd was in the mid twenty thousands, and in two thousand seventeen they estimated it down to four thousand animals. There you go. Ooh, so they only kill what they eat. Mm. That's, that's a lot of eating. Interesting. That's that's a lot. Of, well, so it, these it, are the largest wolves on. There, there's gross obesity. But in actually, the wolf population <laughs> in northern uh, in the northern uh, Yellowstone National Park. These are the fattest wolves you've ever seen. In well, your and life. a lot of these animals. Get them a membership. A lot of these animals, though. They, these Anytime wolves. Anytime fitness. Are, these <laughs> these wolves are actually bigger than the wolves that were native to the lower 48. They they brought and these are like an Arctic northern Canada wolf. And these are not like the smaller wolves that were here. They're much bigger animals. And so the other thing is these animals, these ungulates, weren't used to this predator. And the the wolves had a lot of good killing. And probably even worse than the elk is what the damage they did to the moose and the moose calves. A lot of these, there's a lot of these areas in northern Wyoming and southern Montana. And northern Montana that has almost no moose hunting left. So what would you rather have, though? Would you rather have moose and elk and stuff to look at, or would you rather have a few wolves? I still only seen a couple wolves in my life when I lived in Montana traveling, traveling around. You don't see them that often. It's not like, oh, there's a wolf, you, you know. You don't yeah, see them that often. Yeah, they're not like a coyote. They're, they're, a wolf's not a coyote. It's not going to stand out on a prairie dog town and flip prairie dogs up and out and lay out there in the middle of the day. I've seen them in Yellowstone a couple times and, and around Montana a couple times, but that's it. I've, I've seen quite a few wolves in Paradise Valley in Montana. Hunting yeah, that's elk Livingston. in the timber yep. and, 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 and in the back rugged country. Yep. Not off the county road oh. where a coyote's out sunning itself, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't no, elk hunting I in the county road. I wanted to make sure road. I preface that. <laughs> right. I, I want to make sure I preface that because you saw elk a bunch of times, but people hear this and wolves. they go, or wolves. So you, people hear this and go, oh, well, if I go to Montana and drive around enough, I might see a wolf. 
Yeah. You, you might not. It's a little bit like mountain lions, too. I mean, you well, don't you see, see them, them. You say them way more than mountain lions. Yeah. Mountain lions more elusive. Yeah, well, yeah, way, exactly. Way I know. I know. But but here's the thing. Okay, so so compare the two for a second. Okay, uh, when we first moved to South Dakota, there was not a season for mountain lions, right? But the population got to the point where the the state game fish and park said, "Hey, we need a mountain lion season." And and a little bit of trivia for folks listening to the podcast: or the political landscape got to a place well, where they said, guess, "Oh, we should have a mountain lion." Season. When they had the first mountain lion season in I don't know how many years here back in first the ever. early two thousand, was it? the first ever, first ever guess who was the first person the first hunter in south dakota to mr. take it mr dana a, some idiot guy from that's right it was brad you got, a little, I, hate, you got a little hate me on that one didn't you i did i was <laughs> did you know what though that. here's the thing i had i had a, a, a weekly sports radio talk show going at that time and brad was a guest on that show right after kind of like Stephen a smith yeah it was exactly yeah it was right after he had harvested that first mountain line and had him on my show one monday night we talked about that. Yeah, you would have thought in my world, I didn't realize people would be upset about killing. A exactly, lion. isn't that funny? I was like, whoa! And yeah, was, this was great. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, people really get upset about things they don't understand because they attach too many people attach emotional value to it without looking at the facts, and it's really hard for people to separate facts from emotions. Yeah, here here's the thing. Okay, so at some point, well, Brian Martin, the adults have to be in charge, right? So if the but problem, the adults have different opinions on what the best route. Right now, right. the uh, the adults are a court. Well, it's, the it's, problem is they're not adults. What it is is a bureaucracy is managing this. Well, okay, so that's based the point. On, well, it's that's based where. on a political landscape. Okay. It's not based on – I always tell people in business that you, you need to make logical decisions, not emotional decisions, because usually emotional decisions are charged – by an illogical perspective. Does well, that make right. sense? Yep. And so emotion. A, a, That's right. Emotion drives bad decisions well, in business. Logic. So, so I got an employee that's irritating me, and let's fire her or him. Okay, that's good, but logically, is it the right thing to do for your business at this time? And that's what so you'd basically people, do to the staff at Rolling Bones every day. You come in and fire us um, all. For, for your sorry ass, 100%. So, but anyway. And he's anyway, like, well, oh, I didn't mean it, really. <laughs> well, I do come in, but, but that's just, that's just, anyway. Um, that's just fun rhetoric most Oh, days. I know. Well, hey, 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 we're going to get another whack at but, this, another but, bite at this apple. But here's the thing. The, the court's are doing this based on emotionally driven people. Yeah, exactly. They're not doing it based on logical yeah. uh, information. Is yeah. what well, I'm well it's in 2023, like, Colorado is introducing wolves again, I believe. But only to the west slope, not the east slope. Well, I'm sure they'll stay well, there. Well, the whole idea. The whole idea yeah, because they know the well, barrier. Well, of well, the, one of are the, they going to put wolf signs up? Like, oh, well, yeah. It's well, kind of like Yellowstone, no though. Trespassing. It's kind of like, I, 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 you know, idealistically, they were going to stay in Yellowstone Park. Realistically, they go wherever they want. Well, Idaho has so, more than anywhere. <laughs> and so what happens is when you bring them into Yellowstone, well, guess what happens with Yellowstone? Yellowstone has very little winter range. So it goes on all the public land, that's state land and, and, and forest service, and a lot of private land. So now the ranchers and stuff have to deal with it. So if you were a, somebody who is not a rancher and you live in the city, you don't want the ranchers out there, for example. But, because, but the rancher is trying to make a living raising cattle raising animals like this and the wolves yeah. are eating them so now the right. federal government so here, is compensating people here, here's what i don't understand i just want to inject this into what you're saying because brad says okay in 2023 they're going to be reintroduced that 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 allegedly is bullshit because they're already reintroduced listen to this there's already okay? there's already colorado a- has seen lone wolves traveling in and out of the state you think a wolf's going to stop at the Colorado border because it was traveling down south in Wyoming at the park and didn't want to oh. run over the no. ridge? Of course, what they're it's doing not. is they're supplementing the wolves and actually increasing the population. Right, that's right. Already there. So Colorado has seen lone wolves in, uh, travel in and out of the state over the past few decades. With a lone wolf F one zero eight four taking up residency in the state in July of two thousand nineteen. That's so like King P two three four, the famous horse. Is that <laughs> probably <laughs> this animal was collared as a part of Wyoming game and fish monitoring efforts, not Colorado's, right. but Wyoming's. Okay, well, so he didn't get licensed across the border, did he? No. Ru- oh, th- thank you very much. So, so, um, so, where is this part? I wonder monitoring? if they COVID tested okay. that wolf. No. <laughs> I'm so sure Wyoming game and fish monitoring efforts in 2020, a pack of wolves has identified in the northwest part of the state. In 2021, a second lone wolf 
joined F1084. This wolf was collared by this, uh, the Colorado um, Parks and Wildlife and is identified in 21, uh, that's a misprint, in June of 2021. Biologist versions confirmed three pups. Boom, this is over. And they've already, already there. But they've already had their first confirmed livestock kill by a wolf in Colorado. Well, there's a, for that every, was years ago. Yeah, no, that was just this last, like, two for, months ago. But for every kill, though, that's confirmed, there's a many, many kills that are that, not confirmed. Exactly. Yeah. So, so in, in 1945, there was a million people in Colorado. Now there's more than six million people in Colorado. That's well, gonna Estes that's gonna Park, be a little bit of Estes a Estes Park thinks they're beautiful little ungulates. Right. These these elk that they love screaming and watching. Those elk get uh, a couple murdering scenes um, on the edge of uh, Estes because what the big bad wolf isn't gonna do is knock on the door of Estes Park City Council and say, "Hey, um, all you birch bark huggers, okay? I just want to let you know." Was that too? Oh, you're go ahead. No, you're okay. Go ahead. Okay. okay. I'm going to, well, I want you to know that I'm Mr. Bad Wolf and I'm going to come in tonight to your, um, because I love your hunting. In on your beautiful your golf national course, park. And in your oh, national your park. And I'm going to rip apart a few. It's elk. not, it's not very fun to watch too. It's going to be pretty hard on some people. But you know, it's funny. People That's don't true. have a prop. People oh forget that people yeah. are predators though. <laughs> At the end of the day though, it, we have a, people have a real disconnect from where we came from, from our roots wasn't that long ago that being a hunter or being a warrior was more cool and normal. And I still think man, I mean, man is still the ultimate predator and, and mainly because we have the ability to design weapons that can protect ourselves against other predators. So but I, man is a predator still. So here's one for you. History of the gray wolf in the state of Wisconsin. So everybody, including me, thought that they reintroduced them. But that's, that, it, that's a bit of a misunderstanding. Uh, they came down from Canada, So right? they've been in and out of Wisconsin at one time, they said in the late 1800s, as many as five to 8,000 lived there. Now, Wisconsin has a giant deer population, they highly do. managed, yeah. and, um, and brings in a tremendous amount of money. Okay, the deer season in Wisconsin is like a disease. It's more important than Thanksgiving and Christmas. Yeah. It's actually a part of that fall tradition. Okay, in 1965, Wisconsin legislator, uh, legislation, uh, the legislator um, introduced a bounty of $5 an adult by in 1880, the two-thirds of the states. This uh, wolf population was down. They did it $20 for adults, $10 for pups. Lasted until 1957. Wolves were declared um, extracted from Wisconsin in 1960. And at this time, a small number of wolves remained in the lower 48, including 20 wolves, an island royal in Michigan. That's the UP. And a small population, which comes down from geographically, just so you know, um, uh, Minnesota and um, Michigan. The, uh, Michigan, which obviously. From the arrowhead of Minnesota. Yeah, right. which are the lower, um, which come down from Canada. Okay, mm -hmm. so the number of included 20 wolves on Island Royal of Michigan and a small population around 400 wolves in Minnesota. And by 1974, they've migrated back in. By 1980, there was 25 wolves and five wolf packs identified in the state of Wisconsin. Um, and uh, despite some misconception, wolves were not deliberately reintroduced into um, Wisconsin. No, they, they just have been in, in Montana. And and, right. And today they have a wolf season in Wisconsin. No, they, they absolutely they, do. The, didn't they cancel that? No. Yeah, they they re-engaged. They did. Oh, they did. They absolutely did. And it was a big, big issue oh, I thought in it 2021. Got canceled again. Yeah, no, no, it was giant. And that's it why Brad Stocky, that's why Brad Stocky's getting himself a rifle built for us that goes bang, bang more than <laughs> twice because he has a group of buddies that go hunting them. Does that make sense? Well, the other thing, if it, yeah. one of the things that people have to realize with wolves, wolves, if you look, you have to look at the economics of game management and non-resident hunters typically fund most of the state game and, and the wildlife divisions of most states are, are, are perfect, are sustainable and that they don't take money out of the general fund. Most things like the National Park Service only gets about 5%, maximum 10% of its revenues from the public and from, from selling things. So the rest of it has come from the general tax. So the more wolves you have eating the elk and deer, the less deer and elk for hunters. So there's two things that happen. You have less hunter opportunities. So you have more time in between drawings that you're gonna get a t tag because they have to cut back the allocations. They have to raise the cost 
of both the resident and non-resident allocations to, to make up for the lack of tags that they sell. So you have a longer period of time for people to, that, that will be able to hunt their own state, let alone a non-resident in another state. So now instead of taking 10 years to draw an elk tag in Colorado, it might take 20 years. So you, what you're doing, so I would say I would rather have the wolves eat less animals or have less wolves than the hunters. The wolves don't contribute any money. It's not always about money, but it is about money. Right? I mean, people get pretty pissed off when the fuel price is $5 a gallon instead of $3 a gallon. And so when your elk tag goes to $1,000 in Wyoming or $800 in Wyoming versus $500, somebody's got to pay for that. And yeah. eventually the residents are going to have to start paying a lot more um, because right now the resident, most of the time non-residents pay uh, on average 10 times more for a non-resident tag. But the less more wolves you have eating the animals and moose and everything, the more... Um, they're going to have to raise the price for the residents. Yeah. So it's, it's an economic thing, too. And you can't control what the wolves eat. There's a lot of domestic animals that get eaten by wolves, both pets. A lot of my friends have lost their hound dogs. These hound dogs Tons are five, hound dogs five to 10,000. Wow. To I me, did not realize that. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But the, to and me, if you're going to have brutal. wolves, I mean, oh. you, cannot introduce yeah. a, you cannot introduce them. They just them. get ripped you, They just tear them up, don't they? Oh, oh they'll, yeah. They'll, they'll that, shred well, them. A lot of people quit. They quit taking their hounds out in, uh, in Idaho. I mean, they just quit because it's like, this is a recipe to get your hounds eaten. Yeah. Following a well, federal court ruling on February 10th, 2022, gray wolves are listed as an endangered species in the lower 48 states, excluding the northern Rocky Mountain regions. As such, wolves are federally protected. Harvest and lethal depredation control are permit prohibited. Well, they don't, the same with the grizzly bears. They, they need to have a legal grizzly bear hunting season. Yeah, so I, didn't think, I, thought they, I thought they reversed that. In the Great Lakes area, they did, in the Great Lakes states. The problem is, you, you, but the, the biggest yeah, problem is the Great Lakes region. The Great Lakes region yeah. had a season this year. They, 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 well, they, the, the state of Wisconsin overturned it and had their season. They did. Well, oh, they, they did. They did. But having, yeah. having the general public... And courts that don't know wildlife management, managing wildlife is like some dude from uh, Jordan, Montana, going to Vancouver, B.C., spending two days there with his sister-in-law and then passing some ordinance on the dog parks and the parking, then leaving and let the local people have to deal with the decisions he made with very little experience other than one or two days. So what happens with wildlife management is you have people from the city. They mean well. They don't understand. They, 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 they put things on the ballot. Things get passed. They, they sue all these organizations. They get tied up in court for two years. They can't manage it properly. And so it's a big cluster. It'd be like designing an engine. It would be like designing a Mercedes and putting square tires on it because somebody felt the square tires would be better than a round tire. But they actually didn't have to re the dealing with selling it and manuf manufacturing it and, and maintaining it. Or driving it. No, it's, 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 you Wisconsin, have too much political. Here, Wisconsin yeah. DNR announced November 21st, Wolf, uh, November 2021, Wolf harvest quotas, uh, quota, quota, October 4th, 2021, the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Services removed uh, gray wolves from the federal endangered species list on January 4th of 2021, returning management authority. November 6th through the February 28th was the season, and there was a quota. On 21, but 22, I think it got canceled. Yeah, the thing See about that, Wisconsin, what, what they, they have whitetail. What Brad was referring to is that during the Trump administration, they reversed that ruling on the gray wolves, and then it expired, and the current administration, the Biden administration, let it go back into effect. Well, the big game forever out of Utah, which was affiliated with this and SFW. And that's simplifying it quite a bit. But Are I mean, we in 20, is this 2022 or 2023? 2022. Okay, I was just confirming. So 2021, there was a season. Yep. <laughs> it was a and season. 2022 right now, uh, Madison, the Wisconsin Department of Natural Resources, says the state is no longer allowed to have wolf hunting season following U.S. District Court ruling Thursday that returned wolves to the federal endangered species list. That's right. But um, they had it. This last year. Yeah, yeah. And, and again, it was super controversial, but they did it. And I think there was a, there was a division within the, the, the Wisconsin DNR about oh. it. Well, most, yep. most wildlife people, and you can ask Kelly, yeah. most a the average wildlife person that we have that manages wildlife is not, I mean, they consider them an outdoorsman or, you know, outdoors person. But a lot of them are hunters. A lot of them are very, I would say, liberal. And honestly, they... Um, I think once they, but they get their, but they get their money from hunter dollars. Right. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword. It's, so it is fresh because I went to school 
at Oregon State University, and it was a big wildlife program there. My sister got a fish and wildlife and, and, and degree. But the, the more I was around it, and, and later in life now, less and less, you have less and less sportsmen hunters that do it and more ideological people that are more like yeah. Greenpeace type. Yeah. But, you know, having worked with a lot of wildlife officers in the state of Iowa over, over a period of 20 years, yeah. they tend to, to me anyway, was my impression from talking to a lot of these guys, is they take a broader view of, of things than um, environmentalists or activists do. Yeah. So they, they, yes, wolves are beautiful animals. They are. I mean, I most, most wildlife officers aren't as, li uh, as liberal as some of the exactly the politicians that, and the policymakers. Exactly where I was going with that, right? So they understand the role that these animals but, but play. But they have to enforce a law that's passed, even if they don't. Even agree if with they it. don't agree with it. Here, here, yeah. that, that's the logic versus emotional part, and they're listening. They're pandering to the non-essentials that aren't even living uh, in these. I areas. love that phrase, don't you? And, the way yeah, it came up and, with. Yeah, and and so here's the reality. If you look at what happened in the state of Wisconsin, just go back and because I'm familiar with her, I lived there for a while. But more wolves, uh, more wolves helped slow a uh, stall growth of elk herd in northern Wisconsin. So they went and reintroduced the elk in northern Wisconsin. In what was it? Uh, they reintroduced the elk herd for the wolves. Well, at the end the wolves. <laughs> so here's what it says: growth of well, the new elk herd that was state, that. Uh, started in the northern Wisconsin <laughs> about a decade ago has stalled in part because wow. of wolves are killing more calves and young bulls than anything else. I think. I think <laughs> so the wolves. Well, let's put it this way: So how do you argue this <laughs> Yellowstone? Wolves, Wait a second. We have put this way: in Wisconsin. wolves yeah. prefer moose. They should bring more moose <laughs> in. Then. Oh, exactly. No, yeah, right. <laughs> let's reintroduce moose to northern Wisconsin too, and by the let's spend 150 million bucks on a hey, moose reintroduction. And hey, you know, we'll, we'll help the wolf a, population. Well, let's put it this way: you how, can, how can these guys even argue this? Shit? I don't know. They can't. <laughs> it's all emotions. Well, they they don't have to argue it. They but they just get a court ruling. Another simple thing is, you know, we were I was talking about man being a predator. You show yeah. me a predator anywhere in the world that doesn't compete with the other predators and find out, watch what happens with hyenas and, and leopards and lions. They always compete with each other. Lions will start killing hyenas that do come into certain areas. Hyenas will kill lone lions if they're sick. So it's natural for a hunter, a man, to want to kill a wolf because he's competing with the resources that they enjoy. So if you're a hunter and you used to hunt this area and you used to see a six-point bull elk every day, or once a season, and you took your kid out, and they get a cow elk every year. Now your kid doesn't get to shoot a cow elk. You don't get a six-point bull elk. And wolves are 80% of the issue, let's say, or even 50%. What are you going to do? You think you're going to like the wolves? People don't understand. Right. Man, first thing is man is a predator. Wolf is a predator, and they're competing with each other. Would you rather see more elk or more wolves? I would rather see less wolves and more elk. Mm -hmm. Listen to this. Okay. Listen to this. I'm not eating no elk either. A no. late winter I'm not eating a moose. I mean, I, not I'm not a, eating a wolf. I'm not eating a wolf. <laughs> no, you're not eating no. a wolf at all. You so may I mean, wrap nope. yourself up in his warm hide. Yeah. A late winter survey based on tracking and monitoring of radio collared wolves estimates 465 to 503 wolves in 115 packs that populate mainly the northern and central forest regions of Wisconsin, Schwamigan National Forest. But we actually should be Clam talking Lake, about the <laughs> Clam Lake area, um, all these, the, the flambeau flowage. Um, up, up about 7% from the year before, the DNR said. Critics of the wolf uh, contend those figures are too conservative, and the state's goal is to get that to 350 wolves. And the elk population has been decimated. Uh, the herd has about 120. They don't have a chance. Does that no. make sense? Yeah. Well, the thing about the, the, the saving grace for Wyoming, for example, is that the elk have been displaced. So the, Wyoming now has stabilized the elk population, and it's very similar to what it used to be. But guess where they're not? They're not on the public land as much. So the DIY hunters don't have as good a public land hunting. They're on the private land. So you got to pay access for the private land. And now you're running into issues with the ranchers worried about brucellosis and these other things. They don't want that many elk living on the rancher's land because wolves know that if they show up on the rancher's land, they're going to get shot at. Because in Wyoming, if you're a wolf and you're on the rancher's land, you can get shot at any time of the year. So what's happened, you actually have less public land hunting opportunities, more private land elk, but they're they're eating the the farmers' haystacks and and so it's it's a bit of an issue, right? The the in the cattle growers association, 
is very whatever they call that group and and um, stock growers, stockmen's association yeah. wyoming is very strong stock growers yeah, exactly so there are there's definitely some conflicts there yeah no i mean i mean you know we we had a episode of the podcast couple couple back on wyoming's new 9010 rule um you know with the allocation of tags and so forth and um and that yeah, was that, it, that was just for the that was just for the once in a lifetime stuff right now well yeah i know for the big five yeah. right yeah but but it's almost as but if they were saying go. like the wolf has replaced the non-resident hunter in Wyoming, and it's eventually. Well, what, gonna are they do gonna that. Put, what are they going to? What are they going to replace the revenue with, though? Well, I what don't I don't know. understand, what I just don't understand, is uh, um, yeah, I, I don't understand the thinking, and these uh, these animal rights activists that believe this wolf should have that. I mean, so so the wolf's more important than the elk, and then if you read this yep. article, it goes on for the DNR. It says that the Great Lakes uh, region. Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, da da da, is going to put another hundred thirty-eight thousand dollars into the uh, um, Clam Lake, uh, um, Wisconsin elk herd. Well, that's like burning one hundred thirty-six thousand dollars. It's like lighting it on fire. You're not going to stabilize um, an I, elk. Well, I don't well, like mice, and rattlesnakes eat mice, but I don't want more rattlesnakes <laughs> either. Right? Exactly. Yeah. I, I yeah. just, I just don't get it. Well, your private your private land is going to get more and more is going to get become better and better hunter hunting, and your public land in places like Montana and Wyoming. So the the the, the DIY type hunters are the guys that really want to see the wolves. The more wolves they have, the less DIY hunting they're going to have. Right. The smaller the population is going to be in public land, the bigger it's going to be in private land, because the ranchers are going to lose their cattle, some of their cattle and their sheep in Wyoming, and what's going to happen is they're going to they're going to be selling more trespass fees for elk hunters. Because they're going to use that to replace some of the cattle. And the yeah. other ironical thing is a lot of the people that want the wolves are the same type of people that don't want, you know, what we, we call it feedlot type, you know, farming and, and, and you know, mass. Uh, there's another word that they use for it. But when you have all the, it's not free range, right? You get the pigs and the, and the cattle in a small area. They don't like that. They said it's not fair for the animals. Well, the more the more wolves you have on the public land and on the farmer's land, the less population you can have of free-range cattle. So it's kind of contradictory. You want your cake and eat it too, right? Yeah. Let me ask you a question. So, um, so Idaho probably has the most aggressive uh, wolf killing um, and wolf season. Would you say, I'd say that? Wyoming and Wyoming and, and Idaho? And Wyoming and Idaho. Depending on where you're at. So here's 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 the latest from Idaho um, Fish and Game. Okay. Idaho's wolf population has remained stable and consistent over the last three years based on camera surveys done last summer um, and, since, and since 2019. The 2021 population, so last year they, they had their season, the 2021 population estimated through August 1st was 1,543 wolves. That that's that's right off of um, Idaho fishing game right there. Boom. You know okay. the other thing about wolves, they don't actually okay. scavenge as much as bears and so, even mountain so lions. So we're killing them now. And so this season, oh, we shouldn't have this season. If we weren't killing them and it stayed level for three years, what does that wolf population do? No, to, it goes to, up quite a bit. It goes up quite a bit. <laughs> and and then and and it shows how hard they are to kill too, because we're yeah. not making a dent in the population. The two the the, the twenty twenty and twenty nineteen estimated were one thousand five hundred fifty six and one thousand five hundred six. How many wolves did a sportsman kill? Fifty. Yeah, so so literally the sports they're not are keeping killing. up with inflation. Just this, is, yeah. this is the Biden, <laughs> the also, Biden hunting economy. But also, <laughs> also Wyoming has less public land than Idaho. Idaho has a lot more yep. public land. It, yep. The saving grace in Wyoming is the ranchers and those guys and the cowboys will shoot more of them. That's right. In South Dakota too. Well, well even, we didn't this, have we didn't have wolves that. until they found them on. Yep. Tilford and no, because, because, yeah. over on the internet. Because, because a resident got a term well, for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, I guess we do have some wild wolves. A resident hunter, though. Where was that at? Shooting shovel. Down by Til Tilford was the first one that I think they actually recognized. They kept saying we didn't have any wolves here. Well, we do. And then we and then uh, somebody ran over one down by the Tilford exit on uh, I ninety. Yeah. And then somebody else. About thirty somebody, miles from here. And then they've they've been up, up finding in Harding some, County too. Some big dead coyotes in the hills. Yeah. And then somebody, uh, I, I somebody posted a clip on YouTube. This was years ago. They had some wolves on YouTube, and and yeah. uh, the 
GF and P wanted to know where that was. So, so as no. of as of July, the Montana's yeah. wolf population is roughly one thousand one hundred. Montana or Idaho? Um, no, that's that's Montana. Idaho's got fifteen forty three. Montana's got eleven. Wyoming months. probably has at least a thousand. Es- yeah, they I, have I, an estimated, estimated. fifteen. There's probably s- who knows. That's not a low mm-hmm. estimate. What are they saying though? What how many um, how many deer or elk do they eat a year? Um, uh, I haven't read. They that always yet. say with mountain lions, they do doing, about one. While a week, you guys are talking, I'm just week. doing population really? searches on these state yeah. websites. Um, so yeah, so statewide in Wyoming, there's a minimum of 327 wolves at the beginning of 2021 in Wyoming. F you, Wyoming. Are you kidding me? So Montana has 1,100, Idaho has 1,500, and Wyoming, where we reintroduced them in the park, has only 327. They've moved out, guys. <laughs> so the park doesn't sustain as many animals. Taxes. In, in, during the winter. No, there's nothing to eat. <laughs> well, that, you can really, eat. if you really want to see what wolf, pro- proper wolf management does, take an outfitter in northern BC that I know well, and they have the trap line, and... You know, a couple years ago, they got 60 wolves. They got legally. 60 wolves? They got snared and trapped 60 of them. Wow. And this year, they were only down to like 29 or 30. Yeah. And so they're, but their ungulate population is, you know, their their sheep population basically went from, you know, they say that the the lamb rate from several years before they took over the area was maybe 20%. And with, after they've done it, you know, around 50% or more. And you need like 20% approximately of, of lamb recruitment at least by the you know going into the next year to yeah. maintain the population and with all this mess going on a 2020 uh, 2021 census has revealed that there are now approximately 186 mexican gray wolves in america's southwest with 72 in uh wolves in arizona and 114 in new mexico it's a whole different yeah. deal okay if you want to reintroduce them have a, just have a have a sprinkling well, let's have some wolves but but you don't – I mean, they're just overrun. It's like grizzly bears grizzly bears in Wyoming. I mean, in some of those places, it's just downright dangerous. Well, the, yeah. the, an, the problem is the bears – so the bears end up getting killed anyway eventually. They get relocated. They cause problems. Eventually, they get put down for zero cost – for a big cost but zero revenue. So the, the whole that high idea about hunting, it's just like in Africa, right? If you don't have hunters hunting the African lions in remote areas – the normal tourists aren't going to pay money to go to sleep on a crap hole area where it's a 10-hour drive from the nearest town. That Only the hunters will do that. And same thing with these Wyoming grizzlies. If you don't hunt yeah, them. It's super sad that they're not bringing in revenue because they kill a bunch no, of It's idealist. Like I said, idealistically, you know, the grizzlies will just only populate so much. They won't eat anybody's cows. They won't eat anybody's dogs. They won't tear in your camp. They won't harass your horses. But realistically, they do all of that. Right? Right. Yeah. They're not very they're not very well mannered well, bears. Yeah. Well, how many <laughs> people how themselves. many people do we know that have been killed around the park in Wyoming by bears? Well, one year years? one year in Montana, Wyoming, those areas, Glacier and these like I think between five and eight people died. Yeah. This has been a, it was like three, quite four a few years in ago. Colorado this last year in twenty twenty one was a bad Grizzly year. Grizzly bears in Colorado. No black bears. But black bears though per incident are way yeah, safer. But it wasn't they're way safer than the grizzly. They say black it, bears it, kill more people than black grizzly. Yeah, that's because there's like a hundred times more of exactly them. Exactly right. right. Yeah. But per incident but the grizzlies are totally different but thing. the encounters have grown up immensely. but you can intimidate most black bears you don't well, really intimidate a grizzly why don't they no, just you don't. reintroduce the grizzly bears to uh um, new the, york the, the rockies <laughs> let's just, th- just denver just denver let's just all the pot guys could go up there and smoke <laughs> pot get rocky mountain high and hug bears let's rock and roll okay let's get this shit going central so. park that's a Big park that would house quite a few grizzly bears. <laughs> yeah, let's just throw some in there. Let's throw some. You know, I I just don't even understand. You know what these people are so, thinking. So when before we started the podcast, you guys were talking about you know how how can the listeners benefit from this conversation? In other words, what can they learn or know that might help them have a conversation with somebody who is uh is just you know draw your tags in Colorado before there's nothing to draw. Okay. Yeah. Well, it's definitely going to change the landscape. It's it's funny that you, you, you he makes such a, a big statement, and maybe that's overstated. Maybe it's not because I, I, I'm he's, feeling <laughs> pessimistic right now. He's he's ob- absolutely right. right to some degree. What can people learn that if they got points in some of these areas, okay? And let's say they want to, Brett or Brian said they're going to reintroduce wolves to the eastern or the western slope. 
Well, the son of a, they do not have a compass and they're not friendly when they sit down and go, I'm not eating elk on the other side of the continental divide. They're going to go there and they're going to eat elk. They're going to be an Estes Park. They're going to roll. They're, they're going to they're gonna oh, go where man. the hunting's the easiest. That's what they're going to do. They're an opportunist. Well, yeah. and, and what's going to happen is the elk population that they covet in the state of Colorado, they just lit a match to it. Well, until the wolves start killing people, probably aren't going to change some minds so out there. So what well, do we say to our listeners? Draw tags where you can draw tags now because things are going to change. You know what else? Is they're going to be more weary. The elk aren't going to be what the elk once were because they're going to. They actually quit bu- a lot of places. The elk quit go bugling, yeah. bugling where there's a high grizzly population, a high wolf population because they target the animals. Colorado's wow. a different deal too. Like there are so many people who enjoy the outdoors. There well, it's the highest hiking. deer population, highest elk population in the western but states. But there's going to be. A, I I can't imagine there's not some more wolf people problems because. I mean, they'll mount- eat a lot of pets. Mountain lions eat pets. When I've done some hunts way, way back in there, you have all kinds of hikers. I mean, they're just on those. If you go on a on a trail from a trailhead, there's hikers. Well, the you know, White River National Forest. Right. You could be up there early summer or, or late, or yeah, early fall elk hunting when we were young. You'd hike all the way up under to the, the flat tops, and you get up there and think, "No, nah, I'm the only one up here." And you'd see all kinds of nature lovers up there catching fish in those little lakes, yeah. camping up there. Oh, yeah, big well, bad Col- wolf. Colorado is a dog mom capital of the western United States. The what? The ca- dog mom capital. Oh. Single, single outdoorsy females and stuff. Hiking through the mountains. Yeah, I mean, we ran it into is, them. And we ran There's into There's going to be a lot of dogless mo- There's going to be a lot of, you know, dogless mothers We ran into them hiking in the snowmass wilderness, too. The old, uh, the old llamas. The dog, dog moms. You know what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and you think black bear are aggressive, and, and you talk about the uh, steamboat yep. area there. Um, it, yeah. well, black bears rarely kill pets. Yeah. Mountain lions will and wolves love to. But, uh, coyotes love to. You don't think They kill cats and little wolf, woofy dogs. Yeah, you don't think a wolf's going to take it. My sister lost her dog with a coyote. Yeah. Jack so, Russell. So what, what would I say the listeners should listen to? One, Brad's right. Start applying for tags. If you got a lot of points, get your tags and get them but out. If you, if you, but as a hunter, yeah. though, if you see stuff on the ballot, I mean, like the outlaw mountain lion hunting, I don't care what kind of hunting. It should not be outlawed. Vote. There should be nothing that's outlawed based on public comment. We need to band together as hunters against the other hunters. You, like, um, And I'm not talking about human hunters, but we need to band together to regulate and to be the responsible party to make sure that we're the ones moderating how many, what we have of these other predators that have hunting seasons all year long. Grizzly bears, black bears, wolves, they have to be managed. They have to be managed. there's There's a lot of people that would rather have the wolves and the bears and stuff do the management and the hunting and not have any hunting at all. But those are the same people ago. that want. Well, uh, that, they, th- those are the same people, though, that I call it the uh, uh, you know pro-abortion, atheist, <laughs> um, vegan, whatever. But they want that and transgender rights. But they don't want you to go hunting. You know, so at what point okay. do you like you know right. justify to take this Brian Martin a little further? Then you talk about eugenics, right? Back in the day when they were saying, okay, if you were a a person of lesser worth, right, then or or some kind of genetic defect then you didn't deserve to live, right? I mean, was, this was kind of like going back 115 years. Okay, so we don't do that anymore. Br- you're saying Brian would have been whacked? No, I'm saying <laughs> you did that. I didn't say that. <laughs> I can't my believe question, bleep is driving this My right question for I you. I'm a little, I don't no, know here's, I'm here's my question for you. <laughs> okay, does, does the wolf do any benefit to the population by taking out the weak, the oh. uh, wounded, the affirmed? I yeah. mean, do they? The, uh, just no, a I question. Just you, a question. You got to go read the book, um, the, the, great, uh, the Last Alaskan. Great Wolfman. Uh, 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 the Last Alaskan? No, not the oh. Last Alaskan. I, you know what? I'll, I'll bring it up on a podcast. I'll bring you the book. You need to read it, okay? Well, yeah. And what it is, is, is this guy was a market hunter. And he was a wolf trapper, okay? And, uh, um, and that's what he did, okay? And he was one of the last great ones. And he worked for the state of Alaska. And he, and he tracked all this from his cabins, okay? What he did was... It's not the he, last of the Mohican. He, he, he would tell you that, that in, in his book, he has greatly documented that they don't 
go after the weak. Alaska's wolf. Man. You know what kills the weak? The last Alaska wolf. You know Alaska's what? Ki- you know what kills Alaska's the weak? Alaska's wolf man. That's the one Dwight gave. They us. yes, and it was an incredible book. You know what he said? The, and they don't grab it around the throat. They they, they hunt in packs. They go after the healthiest one they can find. They flank them and attend them. And they, they flank them, tend them, or they rip their pouch open so they run their guts out. They yeah. trip over oh. their stomach and their pouch because the softest area for them to bite is in that flank, that pouch, and their teeth could rip it open. And they hunt like an they hunt like a football team. Um. The athlete that can sprint and run comes at the end and grabs that thing, and the ones for duration circle it, and they they methodically pick out the healthy females and they hammer them. Well, I'll tell you what: most of the the week is killed by disease and and bad winters. That and, was and simply that. my question. That was it. Yeah. You know, the wolves. I say more animals like that are killed by like say a black bear is more likely to kill a slow one or big old grizzly bear. But okay. like the wolves, they hunt in packs. They don't. But they, they kill different, what, a whole I, I different. I watched Marco MO. Polo getting killed. Oh, have you really? And and they'll chase him to the snow, and the Marco Polo will either fall on the ice or get st- run to the snowdrift and break through. And then the wolves will have enough time, and they usually kill the young ones, which doesn't mean they're weak. They're just slow. It'd be like fighting a ten-year-old kid versus an eighteen-year-old. But kid. hold on. But actually, so they kill the young ones. Okay. And bears but do the same thing. You know what? Thing. We kill as as most sportsmen. The we kill one. the old ten year old ram that's going right. to die off. The, the old mature mule deer that's eight years old. So that has a year that's going to be the second part of my question. Who does a better job of managing we the do, herd? Of course, um, the wolf. Public or land the hunter? hunters don't do a good job managing herd either, unless you, and unless you, uh, unless you say how what you have to shoot. Because most hunters are out there because of wolves and other things and lack yeah. of time. They'll shoot the first thing that has horns. So that's not necessarily the best game management either, but it is it is one form of the best game. But by management. and large, by and large, they'll obey those. Well, the problem with predators, and those the rules, predators right? will eat. They don't have an alternative food source. So you and I decide. Well, the hunting's not good this year. We'll yeah. take a year off from hunting. We won't take our kid cow elk hunting. We won't shoot a yeah, uh, female antelope. No, I'm yeah. serious. I know. We'll, we'll eat a beef. We'll go to Brian's butcher shop and some. You know, <laughs> yes, the, the wolves don't. The wolves they don't, won't do that. The wolves don't have a butcher shop. Yeah. But when they run out of animals to eat, then they start having pups. Yeah. Or they won't have as many pups. Well, but by the yeah. time that happens, the animal populations crash, though. So then it takes too long for it to come back. They just eat. They kill. It's instinctive. And then well, they got to n- teach their. They well, got to teach nature's their very cyclic. To hunt yeah, they got to do that. They go whack. Well, nature's. What, what yeah. can our listeners? What can our listeners get from this? Vote. Get everybody you know to vote. Educate yourself. Go to these resources. Find out how many uh, wolves are living in this area. Look at what Brad looked up today. Look at how the the ungulate population was decimated in these areas. And go, we have to strike a balance, okay? And that balance, like Brad said, if they want to trickle back in, if we want to have some wolves in here, that's great. But to reconstitute a wolf population of over 4,000 wolves in the the western states or 3,800 wolves in the western states is is absolutely insane. And then to protect them, to protect them on top of it, all you're doing is decimating the rest of the population and and that because we still are going to hunt and we're still going to have these. And to let the federal law manage state borders is the most bullshit thing on planet Earth. Well, some people theorized that uh, that they were trying to get rid of guns because if you got rid of the hunting, there would be less desire for people to have guns and there would be less of an argument. Come on, man. That's a, it's a theory. <laughs> Come on, man. We well, just th- that is a theory about predators. and more predators and throw them out to Ukrainians. <laughs> yeah. You don't need an yeah. AR-15, but every damn Ukrainian does now, and your tax money should go there. If you get Come on, attacked man. by an unarmed man with a knife. There you go, an unarmed man with a knife. Okay, where's the logic in that? Uh, Come, on, Come on, man. And I'm not walking back on any of this shit. I said it, yeah. Not, but I didn't say that. Who would think I said that? Come on, man. But you can't, clear you, you can't have it. you can't have ten species managed and one or two not managed. You have to manage them all, and you can't manage them based on politics. You have to base base it on science, economics, some emotions. There's always going to be some emotions, but you cannot let yeah. emotions be yeah. the deciding factor in what's managed or not. Because it's like a noxious weed. You can't let noxious weeds go unchecked. Otherwise, your crop yield is going to be too low. Let me uh, ask you a question, Brian. Yeah. Do you think there should be wolves in any capacity in the lower 48, yes or no? If you can manage them, but right now the way they're doing it, if they keep restricting. Yeah. So, 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 so Some gonna, wolves are going to be so okay. Yes. So you believe that there should be. A few. Be, 
a few. I would Brad, never have brought him back, though. Brad, I never would have brought him back. Right, I would have let him wait. come. L- let him trickle in like they did in Wisconsin. Let him trickle But if somebody in. were to well, kill them all, I wouldn't be upset either. Brad, do you think they, there should be wolves in the lower 48? I don't need any wolves around me. I'm asking you, do you think there should be wolves in the lower 48, yes or no? I was content without. Okay, so you, you, you believe that we're good with none? Sure. Okay. I don't need yeah, very many wolves. Either yes, I want them, or no, I don't. Yeah, I, well, I don't. I don't love. How about wolves. this for an answer? I don't really want them, but I'll accept some of them if it'll keep a few other people happy. But I will not tolerate having them where you cannot Decimate manage them. Right. No, you. It's a balance. It's it's about balance. And if you if you no longer able to balance it, then I don't want any of them. But if I we can balance them and hunt them, I think they should, should be have wolves some. And, and wherever wolves can survive and i think that we should have the same equal opportunity to hunt wolves and i think local state agencies should be able to manage their wolf population just like they manage their elk population well, here's the problem and, and the federal government should step the hell out and let us find our own balance the, because yeah. what makes a wolf a better priority than an elk yeah that's the problem is is you just get overruled you can't have a balance you can't you can't manage it i mean there's just so much what does Washington have to do with right. Idaho's elk population? Yeah, it's, it's just South not fair. Okay, we're, we're gonna we're gonna population. file an it's injunction. Management from a distance. You know? Yeah, it's but just, without management. Oh, let's. I mean, let's try them so out. Get and, out and vote. Stick together. And if you're not an elk hunter, or you're not a deer hunter, or you're not a uh, a predator hunter, it doesn't matter. But if you own a firearm, you should have a say in this. Educate yourself. Vote. Well, I think vote. that's important. You should go I look think. at the Shiras moose population twenty five years ago. And how many tags they had versus now? Oh, don't even Shires Moose that. got <laughs> don't even slaughtered between grizzlies and black bears. They're just the problem is ducks. not only are they introducing wolves, but they've also limited um, sportsmen's ability to hunt black bears. They've eliminated spring season some some areas. You don't have baiting in some areas. You don't if you don't have baiting and you don't have dogs, you got to have an open area to hunt bears in. You have to have either dogs or baiting. In a lot of these areas, uh, in order to manage the bears, you just can't randomly see a bear when it's like ninety percent forest cover and actually ran and, and kill one. And it's not yeah. like Alaska because yeah. we're not as we're not a, as vast of a landscape where these animals can spread out. It's concentrated with the pu- uh, human population and density. It's not like Alaska. That's what these people don't. Most of your winter range is outside the wilderness. They come out onto Forest Service and private land yeah. ranches where it's a conflict. Well, I think taking the taking the politics out and even the emotion out of it is probably a good idea. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if you want to put the science in because right now science doesn't have a great name, but I mean put the logic into it and well, look minus at the, COVID, the data. Minus COVID, science would yeah, prove yeah. Well, and global yeah. and global and, and the global warming. And there's a little bit of a science uh, glitch there yeah, too. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a big subscriber to that either. No, I think they've they've done a good job of changing their narrative. Um, now it's not global warming. I was going to say change. global it's climate not, change. I, know. I was going to say changing. The only yeah. thing they you change, change is the name. <laughs> no, that's right. Yeah, global you got to change warming. the name. Oh, come There's on, guys. You guys, come There's on. There's a problem. Come on. But uh, no, come I, mean, on, I, th- man. I think though, I think what you said a second ago, Brian, was important. You said education because uh, you know you, people that are listening to this podcast, you know, have been yelling at their phones or whatever they're listening to them on or their car right because they want to they want to contribute <laughs> right i wish we could exactly. do this live i know and call i know because it is Ryan a hot Martin topic it's a very, <laughs> it's a very hot topic and like you said first of all you know the opinion the opinions expressed today on hunt the world are not necessarily those of rolling bones organization but there are opinions and so there's a good chance it's pretty close <laughs> <laughs> Well, okay. no, that's actually legally we are, are none yeah, of us. No, none no. of us are the company. That's right. That's um, right. And uh, even if somebody says, "Well, Brian, your opinion," no, I'm not but, saying the opinion of the company. But here, yeah. <laughs> I'm stating my opinion of me. But here's the thing: you're Brad's probably <laughs> you're probably going to have a conversation with somebody that's emotionally wrapped up in this issue. So the key is to educate yourself as a hunter, to vote, like you said to understand the issue with data, with science, and to be, dare I say, respectful of those that disagree with you, but you're probably not going to change their mind, but at least, you know, give them information that they didn't have before that they could consider, you know, that's 
based on fact, based on data. Yeah. Here you go. Wisconsin moves swiftly of all implementing a harvest this past February after a hunting advocacy group sued the Department of Natural Resource to schedule an immediate wolf hunt. Wisconsin law had required an annual hunt to occur between mid-October and the end of February, and the gray wolf uh, was uh, delisted. Uh, um, the state initially planned to wait for the fall of 2021 to hold the harvest, but the lawsuit forced its hand, and between February 22nd and 24th, hunters killed 218 wolves, according to the Wisconsin DNR. The, uh, the works, uh, that works out to be 21% of the state's 2020 population estimated at 1,034 like of the animals, which <laughs> would leave 816 in Wisconsin. But the actual number of Wisconsin wolves that have perished in the past year is higher, according to the recent study by Pure J Life Environmental uh, Environment. In the research estimated that nearly one-third of the so, – so a few people shot wolves that didn't tell anybody they shot wolves. Well, the they're, more you outlaw the hunting, the, the bringing, more yeah. you're going to have that But happen. here's the thing. Bringing Shoot shovel. They're bringing no shovel. the uh, figure <laughs> somewhere <laughs> between 695 and 751 um, animals in mid-April. Okay, so here you go. Um how does the elk population, Brad? You're you're a science. You got a, you got like some involvement in science, right? I have, I have a bachelor's degree in science, and he's a hobby gynecologist. And, and, and I have a bachelor's degree in biology. <laughs> Field zoo was my undergrad. Okay, and and you're you are a doctor of dentistry. Is that DDS. right? Yes, DDS. Okay, so you understand all this stuff, and you are a scientific dude. Your brain works that way. Okay. If you let's say this study is right and there's 751 gray wolves in northern Wisconsin, there's a lot more than and, that. Okay, <laughs> and and there's a herd of approximately 151 elk. What chance do the elk have? <laughs> well, if you could give them AR-15s, <laughs> and, and, it uh, depends. It depends on what chance <laughs> they have of what survival, <laughs> survival. or dying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. They, they That's have a good point. Good Which chance? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Of, of, <laughs> of being <laughs> wiped out. Of being eaten. <laughs> okay. So there it is. We're going to end the podcast with Brad has the highest level of degree at this table <laughs> with his undergrad is his doctor in dentistry. Okay. And he says that there's a high probability <laughs> that the population's higher than that. And we're just taking the state of Wisconsin back East and that the, uh, the elk population 151 are, it, would that be accurate? <laughs> They're going to be an they're, they're running for their lives. Yeah. All right. So well, here's what we well, have for you. We have a hunting expedition layaway plan. Help. We will help you get on your next hunting adventure so you can shoot something before the But there's the actually some great wolf hunting out there. <laughs> yeah. Well, even, even at that, when you talk yeah. about that, it's all, you know, as joking aside, that puts a tremendous stress on the females, too. I mean, that's not, ha that's not easy to have have a little baby right when you're around. under that much stress to, to, yeah. to survive. I mean, this is not happy-go-lucky time uh, trying to have... So he's bringing science into the... So you're talking about the elk. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Yeah. Oh, my God. Bleep is now digressing to your level, Mark. Yeah, well, you, you know, know they're just to clear up any ambiguity. <laughs> that wasn't prude. That wasn't being no, a prude no, no, no. there. No, 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 but, no, no, but no, it, no, no. I, they no, do no, have totally, they yeah. do have a high <laughs> abortion yes, rate. You're right. A high, uh, yep. uh, or uh, uh, not abortion. Miscarriage. Uh, miscarriage. miscarriage rate. Yeah. They yeah. do. Yep. Yep. So here's the deal, guys. I, you know, right or wrong, I don't know. If you say, man, we should have them like crazy. I guess Rolling Bones has no proper uh, opinion on it, but you've heard all our personal opinions. Well, and 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 you know what? My thing is is that I, you know if there's a if I ever say, if I see a wolf. And I'm hunting in the middle of Wyoming, and we see a couple wolves. You know what? God you bless you. You are going it. to grab your gun and start shooting as fast as you can. Unless you're in the trophy zone. No. <laughs> you don't. I mean, it's the only animal that you're going to shoot at. Do you think instinctively I would just drop everything? 100%. You don't care. You won't have zero remorse if you gut shoot and blow their leg off or anything. You will not care. I guarantee you. <laughs> That's well, that's what? Brian's opinion of my hunting approach to him. <laughs> and he I, might I've be never met a, I've might never met a hardcore hunter that doesn't feel the same way. Never. <laughs> probably. If you're <laughs> right. There's a high probability he could be right, but there's some it's, probability it's like he might be wrong. Like, yeah, you've got. If I'm wrong, I'm going to start taking my truck to the gynecologist to oh, get it diagnosed. Okay, on that note, I think it's time to wrap it up. <laughs> That's what I was trying to do, and you keep pulling this back in there. I'm not doing uh, anything. All right. 
anyway <laughs> hey listen thanks for thanks for listening today we sincerely appreciate if you're it. still listening all <laughs> oh, people are listening they want to know what's happening you can't handle the truth <laughs> yeah you want the truth you can't handle the truth i eat breakfast 100 yards from a thousand cubans a thousand hungry <laughs> wolves yeah. don't you think for one second you're going to bring your wolf into my <laughs> it is, this is like i John. would appreciate you saying thank you you use words like Science and <laughs> veganism, anyway, and I gotta think that through, and I'll do that skit. Cause That'd I, be funny. I used to do You'll that. Modify I'll, I'll You'll modify it. I'll modify it appropriately, yeah. and uh, we'll, we'll work on that. But anyway, people may not know what you're referencing. I think Jack made about twenty million doing that scene and a couple on, others. Uh, um, a, few, uh, a, a few good men. A few good men. Yeah, on a few good men. It was with Tom Cruise, right? Yes. I break when they come down there and yeah. she Tom says, Cruise and Dem- yeah, Demi Moore and on Demi Moore's pushing the issue when they're having breakfast, and he says to him, he says. I eat breakfast 100 yards from a 1,000 Cubans trained to kill me. I would appreciate it if you just said thank you and be on your merry way. But <laughs> it's really good. And then when he was breaking down, That's he still says, one of the top you 10 use words scenes. like honor and respect in circles and parties that I provide you the very freedom to do. Yes, you damn right I ordered that code red. <laughs> And then he after that wheel fall off the bus. I've never watched. I've that never show. heard your Jack Nicholson uh, before. I, pretty good. Huh? That's actually pretty good. If yeah. I didn't know what I was listening to, I would have thought he's that, trying to do Jack Nicholson. I've heard it yeah, quite a few times actually. That's one of the top Believe five or ten movie scenes of all time. Oh my gosh, those were two different scenes, but it was really good. And I can't use the one because it's not appropriate to use his uh, um, vocabulary anymore. But it was really good. Hey, listen, seriously, we should wrap this up. Be sure to subscribe to Hunt the World wherever you get your podcast. You'll find us on iTunes, Spotify, Google uh, Podcasts, and pretty much wherever else you get them. Um, listen, be sure to share this. Tell somebody about it. We really appreciate it. We knew today was going to be a little controversial. There would be some fireworks, and Brian Martin would have some political opinions, and Brad Dana would bring some science back to stabilizing With no ship. emotions on but, either side. But, 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 but Brad being a unbelievable over-the-top fiber to toe to toe, to tail to toe. Uh, Elk Hunter, you knew he was going to have a strong opinion, and he did say he wants no wolves. I said I didn't need any. Oh, I think how I said that's probably right. I didn't need them. If you want to send us hate mail, go ahead and you can send it to. What's your address, please? No, you can send it to. (laughs) My address. Rolling Bones Kiss Our Hind Parts. (laughs) 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 com. Anyway, no, seriously, listen. Brian K. Martin (laughs) at the Reserve Drive. This could just go on forever today. Killthewolf.com. So, again, thanks for joining us today. We appreciate it. If you're looking for help with your next hunting adventure, fishing adventure, or want to get in the great outdoors, go ahead and go to rollingbones.com. Check out our membership. Maybe we have something for you. We'd love to help you. We are here to serve. So until next week, stay healthy, be safe, and happy hunting.